More Than Words, episode 11. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name's Julie Adams, I'm your host, joined by Pastor West Hill is our youth pastor. Hi. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Yeah. Basketball, like, nets are all installed now, oh, which is I great. Um, yeah, if you don't great... know, yeah, sorry, if you don't go, go. know, we, we built a sports court in our parking lot just to form activities for youth and community engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's looking great and awesome and just yes. super excited to use it more. But yeah. Yeah. Please stop by and shoot some hoops yeah. or yeah. Um, whack some tennis balls at Wes. No, no, no. He would no, love no, that. No. <laughs> we don't play dodgeball that way. What? Nope. All right. Fine. All Please right. enjoy it. Yes. It's outside and we built it for you to come and hang out. Yeah, and I think I think we'll get a lot of engagement for it, so I think yeah. it'll be good. Um, but yeah. Oh, sorry. That's but cool. yeah, so <laughs> episode 11 today. Yes. This has been a long series, um, and we're going to k- kick off this episode by jumping into Acts. Ah, so nice. this is Acts 9, verse 1 to 2. And it says, Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the rest of any followers of the way, um, in the rest of any followers of the way. He found there, um, he wanted to bring them back, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. And this is 19 to 22. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue, saying, he is indeed the son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? They asked, and he, and didn't he come here to arrest them and make and take them in chains, to leading um to the leading priests? Saul Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs. Jesus was indeed the Messiah. Mm. So Saul had a very supernatural conversion. He um, like did a full, is it 180 or 360? Yeah. He did a full one. Well, 360 would be like all the way around, all the way around. But 180 is like you turn around. Yeah. Okay. He did a 180. He did a 180. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so math's not our forte. Geometry, <laughs> not a chance. So he, he does his 180 where mm-hmm. he comes, he was saw. Now he is Paul. Um, and it's one of the most intriguing stories about this guy is trying to wipe out christians you know belonging to the way which is how they refer to the followers of jesus in that time um and he even got special permission to bring back christians from other cities to jerusalem so that they could be punished he was as ruthless persistent and determined to ruin the reputation of christ and those brave enough to share his name he was on a real war path he was on a war path like he he was was out for blood bloodlust literally yeah wow this is the same guy that held every coat while they stoned St- uh, Stephen and the first person to die in the name of Jesus. Wow. The same person. Hmm. And then something happens. A transformation takes place. The very person Saul is persecuting decides to pay Paul a visit. So Jesus pays Paul this visit, appearing to Saul on his way to Damascus. And Jesus speaks to Saul, changing his life forever. Literally overnight, Saul goes from trying to destroy the church to becoming its mouthpiece. Wow. I mean, look at our New Testament today. Many books have, were written by Paul. Mm-hmm. Someone who I think we can relate to as being someone like, in our world today, many people don't grow up Christian. Yeah. So when they come to knowing Jesus, when they really come to the Christian faith, 
I think Paul is a very relatable person, someone who like I, I spoke against Christians. I, yeah. I I didn't want nothing to do with them. I I I opposed a, everything I opposed, about it. Yeah, and, but but in reality, there's so much relatability there. Not that we're going at people are going out and trying to do that today. No, in in our context, but there's something very relatable about that. Understandably, the other Christians have had their doubt about Saul's newfound faith. They've really doubted his newfound faith. They assume this is a trap, um, you know, that old oh, yeah. stealthy Saul. And he would, like, set uh, set up in order to catch and punish more followers mm-hmm. of the way. You know, Trojan, I can see why they would think that, yeah. Trojan horse of sorts. Well, yeah. judging by someone's character and past, we don't look in our world today. If so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a person I want to bring up um, okay. from our church, Rick Osborne. Yes. He's a beautiful example of this. Oh, he's an awesome guy. Amazing yeah. guy. But he lived a certain way of life and was transformed. Now I'm guessing most people didn't accept that right away. Like, no, I don't think like look at him like, no, I don't think so. But in reality, you would not, have to assume that some people maybe, um, yeah, held yeah. on to some doubt for a while, <clears throat> but knowing Rick, he's one of the most gentle and kind of oh, yeah. I've met, like just filled with joy and peace mm-hmm. and love for God is just, it's crazy. A great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the people, the 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 followers of the way assumed that this was like a trojan horse kind of thing that you know he would work his way in the inner circle and decimate them from the inside out but their knowledge and fear of saul's past did not stop him from proclaiming the truth of jesus is and who he claimed to be mm-hmm. now all of us have passed and stuff that we're probably ashamed of yeah we've all made mistakes we've all made up. mistakes yep and mistakes we hope will never come to light someday probably we like we've like we say the shame stuff <clears throat> but satan likes to remind us of these mm-hmm. missteps often in hopes of shutting noah's up keeping us quiet accusing us of being too flawed or sinful to even speak about jesus mm-hmm. and they're all lies like i find there's a constant meme or like a running joke i find where people are like oh yeah i go to sleep but then you know my brain decides to play like <laughs> yeah. 3 a.m thoughts that keep me awake of all my mistakes yep. and missteps i'm like to me, when the, the more I got to know Jesus and the more I got to know faith, I was kind of like, that sounds more like like attack than <laughs> anything. Yeah. Like, and so the thing is, all of those are lies. If we allow these lies to take root in our hearts, we don't talk about Jesus in, in fear of someone pointing out our shortcomings. Mm-hmm. I felt I, I felt that when I first started volunteering with youth because... I knew a lot of the youth back in Kitchener, like knew my past because I grew up, I, I went to that youth group. So I, they knew my past. They knew what I've been through. And to start leading them, I felt a little bit like, well, what about all the stuff? And how am I meant to lead people? And so I felt that fear in those lies. So I really struggled at first in my leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You were going to say something? Were you going to say something? I, you had like the eyes. I lost like I was it. Gonna, okay. Yeah, I lost <laughs> it. That's okay. I got uh, distracted by your story. No problem. Keep going. So the thing is, this didn't stop Saul. This didn't, and it shouldn't stop us. Mm-hmm. Saul's testimony was strong because he didn't try to hide his past. We can, he didn't mm. try to hide his past weakness. That's what I was going to say. Sometimes by saying saying it, call, giving it a name, calling it out loud, confessing it, if you will, yeah. you take away its power. Right? Yeah. It doesn't have a hold over you if you're like, well, yeah, that that was a mistake. I don't behave like that anymore. Yeah, it take it loses some of its power once it's been. Um, brought into the light yeah that's what i was gonna say so the thing is saul boasted about how god actually made him 
made him strong. Mm-hmm. Each, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in, and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. Mm-hmm. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Like, <laughs> as as someone reading that, if reading that, if you're a new Christian reading that for the first time, you're like, well, <laughs> I don't really like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have to admit, there's been times in my life where there's been hard things or hard things brought to light in my life that I've had to come to face Mm -hmm. and I am weak and I'm struggling and I'm like, God, I don't know why you'd ever choose. And then at the same time you're being filled up and poured into and God's like, no, you're, you're much stronger than you ever were. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is a lot of people I find hold this the opposite. If you're able to actually, because I think we're taught or we've learned that in our world today, we almost need to put things away. We need to cover them up. Mm-hmm. Can't allow people to really see them. But in reality, because that's viewed as strongly. If you are perfect and everything you read is strong and mighty and powerful and all these things. Mm-hmm. But in reality, if you've gone through things, that you bring them to light. Be like, no, I struggled with this. I struggled with this. But I'm, I'm this now. Like I've, I've changed. Like things are different. To me, that's that is ten times more powerful. Yeah, that's ten times the stronger person. And I think because God actually with us actually says pours into us and says the fact that you're not like god knows about all the things that we cover up and knows about all those things but the fact is since it's a relationship like we we hold our hands with god mm-hmm. and since we actually say god i'm gonna bring this to light i can't i can't cover this up I, I need to to actually do that i think elevates that relationship with god and be like how much trust you're putting in god to be like i know that there's been mistakes mm-hmm. but i know that there will be better coming out of this. I know that there, it, it will actually get better. Mm-hmm. And I think that what this means is if we look back into Saul turning into Paul, if Jesus can use a murderer of Christians to start churches, mm-hmm. he can use you to talk about him to your friends. Just like in Saul's life, God can use your past mistakes to bring glory to himself and trans- transform the people you share him with. Mm-hmm. In youth ministry, like the youth that we have in our youth group, know a lot about me i i one of my biggest things is i don't i don't sugarcoat things you're very authentic when you share yeah yeah i I like to be authentic and i like to share you know what's going on even with their stuff actively going on like i shared for our senior highs like i just like things about going on and and they're like because i think that builds an authenticity of a relationship with them Mm -hmm. i think that's super important and at the same time i want to show them that with god and with a godly community you can share the hardships that you're going through or have been through mm-hmm. that these people just as much as i'm their youth pastor and i'm trying to support them through everything i know they also have my back as well mm-hmm. and just like as, as a pastor to a congregation and i i really i really think this is done well at wayne fleet mm-hmm. if a pastor is struggling with something usually 99 percent of the time it gets put under the rug or can't be shown because you're meant to be this other person like you're, you're elevated into a leadership position but what i think we need to understand is that pastors are human beings as well and they go yeah. through things and that the congregation also has their back mm-hmm. to say like we can like um do you remember our pastors and staff retreat yes the guy who shared yes. um the first night the fact um where he talked about his wife who just became a quadruped quad 
paraplegic. Yeah, she um, had a serious medical yeah, issue. Yeah, they couldn't know, but he was still pastoring. Mm-hmm. The congregation knew this story and was still supporting him and still with him because they knew. Yeah. And that is a beautiful model of it that you go through seasons in life together. Mm-hmm. Just because you are going through something doesn't mean you still can't be supported. And I think Wayne Fleet does this really well because I think for Renee, Trevor, myself, and all, all of our staff, everyone, we all go through seasons in life where mm-hmm. things are harder. Yes. And the fact is, I know the youth, and I've seen it in the congregation of people coming and stopping and talking with our pastors or coming and supporting them and wanting to pour mm-hmm. into their lives. It's a beautiful cycle of a model and relationship that I'm so proud to be a part of. And I think that it helps us be able to go and actually share Jesus more with people. Mm-hmm. Because we have this lovely, amazing, wonderful community supporting us and behind us to actually be like, come and experience it. Mm-hmm. Like live to live out this model that Jesus shares of us to come and actually be okay with your weakness and allow God to use your weakness to actually glorify himself and transform others. Like I think that's a beautiful way mm-hmm. um, through Saul's life, but also in our own life and churches today. And I want to say like, how does this actually relate? How, how are we actually meant to also make this relate? Um, so Thomas Edison created the light bulb, right? Sure did. Yep. It was not an easy task um, that he can complete on the first try. As a matter of fact, Edison claims that it took more than a thousand tries before he finally got it right. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. He was diligent. <laughs> he he was persistent. And after much failure, it would have been easy to simply give up. He would think about after so many mistakes, he'd begin to think that he was incapable of success. Yeah. But Thomas Edison did not see his past as most would. He famously said, I've successfully discovered a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. Mm-hmm. Thomas like Edison allowed cool. his past mistakes to help advance the future of technology. The same can be true for us spiritually. It can be easy to look at our past and think that we are unusable for God's glory. I thought that when I was when I started going to Bible college, and I started having to deal with stuff in my past a little more. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, oh, there's no point to me being a pastor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm broken beyond belief. There's no point. Why would you ever want me? When I was a volunteer leader at the Minos Kitchener, um, Phil Shamus, uh, many people down in Waverly know Phil because um, he's connected with the Gilmores. Okay. Because his um, Sue um, Sue Shamus's wife was a Gilmore. Okay. Um, like, I don't know them, but that's okay. They're like John, um, I think John Gilmore's daughter. Okay. Yeah, like super connected, crazy. But he was my pastor. Oh, fun. Cool, really weird connection to yeah. hear, but it's amazing. Um, but I remember going on a youth retreat and I was a leader. So I needed to be like this. In my head, I'm like, I had to be this person who's like here for these youth and I'm like strong. And then the message came on like the cry session night. And I was like, darn it. Because it just hit me <laughs> so hard. And I remember speak. I remember going up to side and he kind of put his arm around me. And he's like, he's like, you know, you're loved. And I said, I know I'm loved. But I'm not loved by myself. Like, mm. I, I don't have that, that grace inside myself to actually say all those past things. That I can get through it. And what I needed to, what I realized was, was actually uncovering those mm-hmm. and actually letting God work through that to say, I know I can't hide these anymore. And you know all about them, but I can't hide them anymore from you. Yeah. And what ended up happening was like a really amazing session with my pastor time, Phil, and actually being able to talk about it um, and go through it. And that's one of the things I want us to realize it is important in this is whatever our past mistakes are, whatever things we've gone through, 
it's important to talk with God about them, but also important to bring into the light to talk with others, to have someone in our lives that we trust and can communicate with to be like, this is what's going on or this has happened and I, I need to, I can't hide anymore. Mm-hmm. And if, and if you're sharing it with the right person, I, I swear that person will, will put their arm around you mm-hmm. and they will tell you that you are still loved, that you are still usable, that you are still amazing. You're still a child of God mm-hmm. and all these things. And it's, it's a really incredible, incredible thing to do. And at the same time as it is incredible, it is brave thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And so what I want and I'm hoping that we can do with this is that we can realize that our past does not hold us down. Um, there's a song that says, No Longer Slaves. Mm-hmm. It's called, You're No Longer a Slave to Fear. Fear is something that holds us down. It's Fear is something that keeps all oh, this stuff that covered up that we, that we hold back. But to rather say we are no longer slaves to fear because of Jesus, that we can shine these things in the light and say, I've been here, but look where God has put me now. Mm. And that's how amazing, that's what glory and all these things that he is. And I think that's what we can really take from this and learn from it. Awesome. Thanks very much, Pastor Wes. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes, if you would uh, have any questions or would like to chat with him, you can reach him at wesweanfleetbic.com. And my email address is julie at wainfleetbic.com. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we look forward to connecting with you next week. Oh, have a great week. Bye. Bye.